0: With about 60,000 tracks uploaded daily on Spotify alone, it's easy for anyone to get lost in the mix. So let's try to reverse the odds of being found. My guests are from the creative and business side of the music scene. We talk about what inspires them, their process, and the practical steps they've been taking to get noticed. I'm Saina, your host. Welcome to the show. Hello, so currently your girl has COVID (laughs) but the show must go on so this is another episode for you guys. Apologies for the lack of energy. (laughs) For this episode I talk to Adam Hughes who goes by the artist name of Hughes. With heavy influence from jazz and being an amazing piano player he creates a fusion of sounds which he does talk about in this episode. So enjoy. Hi Adam, how are you?
1: I'm good how you doing long time Yeah,
0: good long time no chat yeah. yeah yeah so um how's things been
1: yeah I mean pretty pretty hectic but pretty good I'm sort of I've just pretty much finished uni so I'm at that weird weird stage in life where <laughs> what, do know, I do? Like, <laughs> what do I do what next kind of thing um so yeah I I've been got a part-time bar job um but yeah, music-wise, I've been doing some bits and pieces here and there.
0: Cool. Let's jump to the questions. So, what kind of projects are you working on at the moment?
1: Currently, in terms of my own artist, Who's is it?
0: Who's or Who's? It's
1: Who's, but people Hoos. say Who's. So, you know,
0: call <laughs> yeah. it what
1: you like. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of with Who's, I am currently working on my second single, mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty close to being finished in terms of the. Production and mixing. Um, and now it's just a case of sending it off to promotion and planning a release strategy. Yeah, That's yeah. really exciting.
0: What kind of like genre would you put yourself in?
1: I would say, I mean, electronic, broadly speaking, but. Um, With the
0: heavy jazz in there. <laughs> yeah, there's
1: definitely jazz jazz influence. Um, and I'm very influenced by uh, Aphex Twin and Square Pusher. That sort of glitchy reverse drum samples okay yeah stuff like that so you know I would say yeah I wouldn't like maybe experimental electronic music um, I, <laughs> somewhere I really, people, between yeah people always ask me this question I really need to like
0: no, I know, yeah, but to be honest, it's a, it's a good answer because it means that you're not just like fit into one category. Cause yeah. It's the same with me. I can't say one thing. It's like exactly, <laughs> a yeah. really broad spectrum of well, that's just genres. Just
1: like because you have access to loads of different genres of music and you're inspired by loads of different genres of music, your music is never going to sound like one particular thing.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's good because it is something new, isn't it?
1: Yeah yeah for sure.
0: And so with your new single and also I mean your your single that's out which which yes. is called Peaceful Madcap wasn't it?
1: Peaceful Madcap yeah yeah. Yeah
0: so with that was it all you producing it?
1: Yeah so actually um it's really funny because I was talking to someone about this the other day about sort of your writing process and creative process and I'm sure you're familiar with this but you know when you're you're sort of trying to come come up with ideas for um, weeks months sometimes even and you're you're just not really happy with with anything you make but mm-hmm. then sometimes you'll you know every now and again I mean sometimes quite quite regularly it, it sort of depends where you are really but yeah so with this one I remember having the idea for it about it must have been about a year and a half two years ago now and I do remember sitting down, And pretty much producing the whole thing in a day or two, because it's like, you know, when you, if you come up with an idea you really
0: like. It just comes out, you're on a roll, roll, you want
1: to finish it. Um, So I think with this song, it was very much like that. Um, But then I had it sitting around for ages because it didn't really fit into what I was doing at the time. I think it was a bit too experimental maybe I mean I've always been into experimentation but uh, yeah it just it, it wasn't it didn't really fit with what what I was doing so I sort of left it for a while um and then I played it to a friend actually and she she said um you know why have you <laughs> why have you not released this you're, you know yeah. you're sitting on, on something great here so um, that was partly what made me revisit the song and decide to get it out but yeah i think I think it was mainly just because it it was it was very different to what I was doing, and it's it's sort of by releasing this single it's completely changed my musical path in terms of genre, which of course happens as as an artist and yeah that's one yeah. of the great things about being an artist. I think I'm sort of at the moment just figuring out it sounds very cliche, but figuring out what my sound is yeah, I
0: guess if you just keep keep doing it and then you kind of figure out what what is your sound from yeah, just trial and error, isn't it?
1: Very much so. And uh, I think also trying to, like, I'm not, I'm not very good at this, but trying to study, like scientists do, create studies and, and uh, identify what works well, what doesn't. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah,
1: so particularly when I was talking about the sort of chopped up reverse drum sounds, I've got a few beats I made a while back that's called sort of study a 01, a 02 kind of thing. Um, In in each one, there's like a different aspect that I was playing around with.
0: And so did you have anyone else hop on the tracks or was it literally just all you on the production?
1: Yeah, no. So this was all me um, on the production and mixing. And then I did send it off to be mastered.
0: Okay, yeah. Was that done on like a service or how did you get that done?
1: No, so I actually... I knew someone called Pete, who is quite a big canon. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy, worked with loads of different people. And I actually, someone I was working with at the time, an older trombone player who I was producing for, well, I, I actually asked him uh, who mastered his tracks and stuff. And, um, so he gave me this guy and said, you know, this, this guy's great for, for new artists because he does, good deals and etc okay, so good, yeah. i emailed him and you know he was he was down to master my track for me so that was a, definitely a very good that's find that's good yeah
0: i think you definitely need another pair of ears to do the mixing and mastering was it just mastering
1: it was just mastering yeah oh, okay. i mean i think in terms of mixing it, it is a tricky one because it's it's so dependent on the time like if you you know if you leave a track for a month so that it's, yeah. it's fresh again when you when you hear it next. Yeah, that's true. It will sound completely different to how you remember it, uh, mix-wise, I mean. So, yeah, but I think because this track was such a sort of long process, you know, I, I talked about how it was on the shelf for a while. Mm-hmm. I think I did just sort of mix it and then remix it until it got to a stage I was happy yeah, with. Yeah,
0: because you'd left it for so long and yeah. it, there's so many gaps, you could just come back to it fresh.
1: When I created it, I did a mix. Um, and then I didn't do another mix, I think, until about a year later.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a long time. I mean, I feel like it's the story with every artist. Like there's so many songs. It's like, oh, I wrote that three years ago. and it's Yeah, like, 100%. Time flies.
1: I think, yeah, that, that is one of the hardest things as well. It's like knowing what is actually good, because I don't know if you're the same, but you find times where you're loving making a particular sound, an idea, and then you listen back to it.
0: Yeah, and then later on you're like, (laughs) what is that? I guess that's where you have to create the timeless pieces where you know it's not just now because the sound is cool now, you know, Mm. which can be difficult. Yeah. Obviously, that's not something just to throw out something, but whisk it all up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the aim, isn't it? So we met at the Ritz School. We did, yes. (laughs) But um, if we go back, exactly, long time. But if we go back from the start to the start, sorry, um, how did you get started in music?
1: Again, I think um, this might sound a bit cliche. Um, (laughs) It's okay. I I was going to say that classic line of... um, you know, I didn't choose music, music chose me kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I think there is definitely some some truth in that in the sense that... It was just
0: in you from the start. Yeah,
1: I mean, I can't really remember a time I didn't really enjoy the way music sounded. I mean, when I yeah. was younger, it was very much... Uh, I mean, when I was a lot younger, it was very much just listening to music. I mean, I remember when I was... I think it was for my 6th birthday, my parents gave me their old hi-fi and a bunch of their CDs as well and I remember just being obsessed with it just, really yeah like, what kind CDs. of stuff
0: because obviously you play the piano it was actually
1: it was actually quite a lot of mod stuff and I think that would have been my uncle's influence my uncle um is into music and he loves the clash and the jam moddy punky stuff so yeah. I was mainly listening to that really and uh yeah, I seem to remember Manic Street Preachers, um, Friends, Franz Ferdinand. I mean, stuff that I just would never listen to yeah. now, which yeah. is just really interesting because it, it shows, I guess, how, how your taste is constantly evolving. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was sort of my, my early experience of listening to music and hearing music. I guess if, if we sort of go back, right back to the start, I've got a, a funny story that my yeah, mum always likes on. to tell. And so I don't know if you know the Barbican Center in, well, I'm sure you do, in, uh, near Shoreditch. They sometimes have live music in the foyer. And my parents used to take me there sometimes. And, you know, I I was, I was apparently a really sort of crazy on the go kid that just wouldn't stop moving or (laughs) crying or. You know, I, I always had to be doing something. I think I was a bit of a handful, really. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't picture that.
1: Well, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, it's weird because I'm, I'm so chilled out now. But <laughs> yeah. my mum said that when when they took me to, to the Barbican to see the live music, it was sort of the one thing where I'd stop moving for a second and just oh, sort really? of, yeah. I'd be almost a bit mesmerised by it. My mum always said that she knew from that moment that, I would do something involving sound
0: really? or music. Aww. She knew you had it in you. I yeah. think, yeah,
1: she sort of knew that was maybe the first sort of significant experience, musical experience mm-hmm. I had. And then when I was seven, I remember my parents bought me a, a 3 quarter size guitar for my birthday
0: Oh, a guitar. Okay. Yeah,
1: I actually started on guitar.
0: Yeah, because you're you're so obviously people don't know, but you're an amazing piano player, I'm <laughs> jazz like <laughs> crazy person. But um, yeah, so so you started guitar first.
1: Yeah, I I just remember being quite obsessed with it, really, and spending a lot of time just playing. And you know, I was fortunate fortunate enough to have weekly lessons with a private teacher and then when i was 10 me and my two younger sisters we were given uh, an electric keyboard for christmas um and in hindsight i think that present i probably used it about you know 10 times as much as my sisters but yeah that was sort of when i became a a piano player really
0: yeah Um,
1: because until then i i just played guitar um but I remember when when we got this keyboard, it was just there was just something about it that that really captivated my interest. I remember going around to my grand's house when I was a kid, and she had a a beautiful grand piano oh, no,
0: um, I and I remember
1: playing on that and and sort of spending a while just pressing random keys, yeah,
0: I used to do exactly that, actually. yeah really. not not a grand piano, but I would just play like anything and just yeah. and just sit there for ages just pressing things and and in your head like especially as a child your imagination is so wild that you feel like you're creating something really good yeah, yeah and you're just sure. like creating this story in your head
1: no yeah and I think just uh to to expand on on the the point you just made I think um you know as a kid as well you're not sort of you're not really aware of life yeah in, in the way that that we are now and you don't um,
0: care about what people think so you're yeah, just you don't do care it. <laughs> what
1: people think you're not you don't have any responsibility so exactly. it's almost like what you do create is the sort of purest
0: yeah.
1: form of music really I guess mm-hmm. and that's, that's not to say that it's gonna yeah. sound great <laughs> so yeah that was sort of you know maybe it maybe it was my grand's piano that helped to form my early interests and mm-hmm. then you know when when we got the the keyboard that was when my sort of
0: you could practice. and piano, yeah. Really, so what what pieces did you start off with? Was it a lot of jazz? No, actually, later? Oh,
1: actually, funnily enough, when I was that age, I really didn't like jazz. Really? Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Was it just classic pieces then?
1: No, not even classical. It, it was mainly just pop and, and songs, songs yeah. I, okay. I listened to and enjoyed at the time. I, I'm dyslexic and I've never been great at reading and oh, language really? writing yeah. and stuff. So I just learned by, ear, by yeah. ear yeah that's
0: a skill that I've never been able to pick up which is I
1: mean I I can't <laughs> read music very well and I always look at people that are incredible at reading and just think wow you know but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: but I think reading is like having an ear that's trained to pick up that is <laughs> I mean that's
1: the key thing you said train is literally just practice you know because yeah, I've been course, doing that course, since yeah. I started you know 11 years ago It you do it does just develop and develop and and you know, the other day I was at my mate's studio and he was sort of playing some tunes and he's got an upright there and I was just um sitting down, you know, playing for fun, playing along to the tunes, and now with pop songs I can work out the chords by hearing it in sort of five seconds.
0: Wow, yeah. And
1: you know, to them they you know, they thought I was some kind of mega <laughs> tune. and
0: yeah. to me
1: it's just like it's it's sort it's of it's a
0: new language. It,
1: yeah, it's just yeah, it's just sort of quite quite sort of normal to me and I guess I, I'm sort of mates with musicians that also have that
0: they're that all able to do yeah I guess that helps to be surrounded by people who also do that because you're just constantly inspiring 100%. Each other. yeah
1: I, I really <laughs> didn't like the way jazz sounds
0: That's crazy. and
1: um, looking back on it now I think that was entirely because I didn't understand okay, it, yeah. and I think it's very easy to just hear something first time and, and form an immediate opinion without sort mm-hmm. of actually thinking about the different elements that make it. up. Yeah, I
0: mean, jazz can be quite complex as well, mm-hmm. so yeah. I guess that's it's easy to kind of switch off. Yeah, whereas pop, obviously, is is kind of immediately pleasing to the ear. So
1: yeah, that that that's very much it. I think um, so. When I was twelve, I went to this um jazz academy which i actually still go to um called julian joseph's jazz academy in uh, east london it's just this saturday um academy uh run by julian joseph which you know it's an it's an amazing thing he gets all of us to to learn by ear and helps us to understand jazz and sort of the roots of jazz and jazz today and and what it is that makes up jazz, different elements, and he very much teaches us that it's a it's a language.
0: Yeah, and the yeah. more you
1: listen and the more you learn, the better you, you get understand. at speaking it.
0: Yeah, with the academy, how does how does he run those kind of? I don't know. What you call them classes. Yeah, so
1: he, he'll do he'll do half an hour to forty five minutes of um rhythmic and singing exercises, mainly singing. Oh, really? I would say. Uh, yeah, so it's great. He's he's sort of. Um, he'll pick people to lead the whole group and they you know, the group will be any anywhere from twenty to fifty people.
0: Yeah. So, you right. know, he'll
1: just call on you and say, you know, come come stand in the middle and, and compose something and you have to you'll have to point to different sections of, of people to sing.
0: So it really puts you on the spot, but that's really, where you learn. Yeah. yeah. I think when you're pushed out of your comfort zone, you really learn the quickest. a hundred
1: percent, yeah. yeah. Um, And, you know, when I, when I first, when he first started asking me, I absolutely shit myself. Yeah. um, (laughs) I
0: can imagine. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be scared. Yeah. yeah,
1: It was was horrible, but like, you know, uh, that's the great thing about Julian. He does put people out of their comfort zone and he does know that that is the way to. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, I think it is a tricky one. I think, if you're pushed too much and you're too far out of your comfort zone it can almost be a bit demoralizing
0: yeah but it is like you have to be you have to be pushed that way otherwise if everything was comfortable you would just you'd probably do the same thing as well and you wouldn't you wouldn't learn new things and yeah no, exactly. we remember from the hardest moments so it's like you learn and you your turning point is when you have a really like sticky hard situation you don't want to be in definitely yeah
1: yeah I'd actually be interested in sort of reading a bit about the science behind that and stuff yeah
0: (laughs) I'm Um. sure there's some (laughs) psychology behind that (laughs) and so with um I mean kind of going back to the release yeah like what kind of promotion did you do with that
1: I don't have a manager or management or A and R or anything like that. So I mean what I did actually was around the time of the release I just set aside an hour each morning um to do promotion stuff.
0: Okay, that's and good, yeah.
1: I know <laughs> that that is nothing compared to what some people do. And that's definitely always been my weak point.
0: Yeah, but you did actually put some time aside and yeah. you were dedicated to do it every morning, which is which is something, isn't it? It's difficult with, by yourself when you're releasing independently.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, mean um, I was lucky enough to, to be on a uni course. Part of that course was learning about how to successfully release. Oh,
0: really? That's good.
1: So that definitely helped me out a lot. Um, so some of the things I was doing was trying to get in contact with blogs. There's some good websites online. There's like SubmitHub. SubmitHub, um, yeah. Yeah, SubmitHub and Muso. Yeah,
0: I did my, while well, sending out on there, yeah.
1: You know, websites like that, I think it's it It definitely requires a lot of assistance. I don't want to say it's very unrewarding because there's a lot about music that is extremely rewarding. But mm-hmm. I think that's why I struggled with promotion so much because you could spend half a year doing an hour a day even a year and see nothing back, but then you know that that would pay off in in say five or ten years, maybe.
0: I think it's the first step for first release, definitely, especially if it's independent. Yeah, no one can expect too much from it. If you look at the actual traffic that some of these blogs are getting, it's probably not much. And same with the playlists, like you know, you get some that have a few hundred likes, but you don't know if everyone's listening to it, and you're only on there for a month. But it's definitely like the first step and it's something and, and it's kind of that whole thing about just showing you're doing something and people are interested, isn't it?
1: Definitely. I think that that is a, a massive part of it. I'm glad you yeah. brought it up actually, because it, it is almost a sort of psychological game in the sense that it's about <laughs> making yourself seem as though mm-hmm. you're doing bits, doing well. I mean, obviously, um, you know, me and you both release music and write and practice, etc. But in terms of the promotion side of things, you know, a lot of the big artists, you know, like, um, I'm a massive fan of Aphex Twin, as I said earlier, and his website is just incredible visually. I mean, it, you know, it's just it's an interesting looking website, and obviously, humans can be quite, uh,
0: we judge with the eyes, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Uh, quite shallow in that sense, I guess. It, um, as yeah, we'll, we'll see something and sort of form immediate opinion Mm -hmm, sometimes even subconsciously
0: yeah so when we see the kind of the credibility of other people you know saying oh yeah they're great then you know people people want to fuck with you and then same with obviously if you've got things looking professional then people are like oh okay yeah
1: no it's true I I think it's weird because when you're a kid and your dream is to be a musician or a singer
0: you don't imagine it to be like that
1: yeah, yeah, you just imagine it to be this sort of. Just
0: make music, yeah, just make music and float and have by. Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> then I know.
1: You grow up and you realize that life doesn't work that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. With gigs, have you been playing? I mean, obviously, maybe not now, but have you, or just before the lockdown, have you been playing with any other people, any bands? Yeah,
1: I've been doing a few things here and there. I mean, over lockdown, um, I think I did. Two or three gigs the whole sort of year. I mean oh, really? barely anything.
0: But that's still that's still something considering yeah. we were in lockdown like nearly the, yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. year.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's true actually. Um but yeah, since sort of lockdown has started easing and stuff, I've been starting to pick up a few bits here and there. That's so cool. yeah. I've got a good mate called Jed who um, leads Grace Note Collectors, which is this um, worship slash music group. He asked me to play for that. I mean, he he has a sort of catalogue of his fellow musicians and mates that he asked to do those gigs. So, I did one of them, and then tied to that, there's uh, it's in uh, Limehouse. It's actually so there's I think it's the Royal Catherine Foundation is the sort of church and campus, but tied to that, there's this place called the Yurt Cafe, um, which is a really nice outdoor space um, with a little bandstand. So, I did a few of those. Um, A few weeks ago, which was really nice. Yeah, and I've got a I've got a gig coming up in two weeks with this acoustic guitarist called Jay Johnson, um, and that's like a solo piano set in this members club in Dalston. No, sorry, uh, Hoxton on Kings Road near Dalston.
0: Have you been finding these like, or is it just kind of people you know, and then it's like just goes on from there?
1: Yeah, people I know really. So this guy Jay Johnson um i met him through this part time bar job i'm doing oh okay <laughs> a funny story he actually studied at the place i've just finished at LCC. oh really
0: yeah small world yeah <laughs> that was one of our
1: first interact interactions how we connected yeah oh, yeah i think really just just knowing yeah just getting out there and, yeah and i i think it is it, sort of a hard one because if you if you don't necessarily know that many people it can be quite easy to think oh how am I ever gonna gonna know people because it's like it, it's so hard to sort of break into certain circles and stuff like that but I think it's just about being a sort of op- open person and just you know meeting people
0: yeah um, getting which, your face uh, out there but just playing and doing it
1: yeah yeah and just you know and even just like this bar job I would' have never thought I'd have a, yeah. a gig for meeting someone at a bar job. Um, but you know, we just got chatting
0: and especially with bar jobs, it's it's you get a lot of creatives in there because they, they split their time from the day and then they yeah. want to do something at night. Yeah. And um 100%. so you do get a lot of creative people and not not everyone obviously, some people are just doing the bar job, but I think there are there, you do come across like a lot of musicians like recently I've come across a few musicians at my work and I'm just like oh okay yeah, and it is, yeah, yeah. you do get you're like oh okay because you don't you completely split like the two in your mind so you don't imagine meeting other musicians but
1: it makes perfect sense because um you know us musicians need we
0: need the day if yeah. you're
1: not mega famous and successful exactly yeah. and in the early stages of it you need that that um, sort of income to fund yeah, your musical definitely. habit.
0: About that release, do you know? Do you have a date for that?
1: No, I don't actually have a date you don't yet. Have a date. Okay. I, which is maybe not not the best idea. I, I need to get a date for that. No,
0: it's cool. I mean, obviously, if it's not ready, it's not ready. So yeah. I guess within the next few months, then, right?
1: Yeah. So I'm thinking definitely summer, and yeah. I imagine it will it will end up being sort of August or September, probably yeah, later summer.
0: Cool. Well, good luck with that, and um, hope it goes well your social media yeah
1: so my instagram is adam who's it'll
0: be in the show notes so yeah yeah you can go have a listen cool well thank you so much for talking to me and no worries
1: have a good day it was a pleasure <laughs> yeah you too all right <laughs> see right. you later
0: bye make sure to go check out his single peaceful madcap on all streaming platforms and keep a lookout for his next one Keep sharing this podcast with fellow music lovers and thank you for listening.